You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. So, just how well do you speak cat? Do you ever wish you could hire like a feline interpreter to determine if your cat is in a good mood or ready to be hissed off? Are you as curious as, say, a cat to understand why your feline is waking you up before your alarm clock sounds? Or why he insists on using your sofa as his personal nail salon? Well, count yourself fortunate, because we have the feline answer man on our show today. And he just co-authored a new book, appropriately titled, How to Speak Cat, A Guide to Decoding Cat Language. Everybody, give pause and applause to one of my favorite veterinarians on the planet, Dr. Gary Weitzman. Hey, welcome to the show, Dr. Gary. Oh, thanks, Arden. That was a great intro. Well, <laughs> that's it. The show's going downhill from there. That's it. We're <laughs> okay. <on>. All right. <laughs> hey, folks. Dr. Gary Weitzman. He's also president of the San Diego Humane Society and SPCA. His latest book, published by National Geographic, it dispels some common cat myths, really, really helps you decipher feline body talk, in essence, helps us two-leggers just get a better understanding of the feline mystique. So I want you to stay tuned because one of you lucky listeners will also get your paws on an autographed copy of How to Speak Cat, signed by the one and only Dr. Gary Weitzman. But first, got to take a quick commercial break, so use this time to give your cat a few under-the-chin scratches. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave, we'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the OB Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. He's back! One of my favorite veterinarians and animal shelter directors, the good Dr. Gary Weitzman, is here with us today to get catty for a good cause. His latest book is called How to Speak Cat, A Guide to Decoding Cat Language. He co-wrote it with Eileen Alexander Newman for National Geographic. 
Folks, you know him. He's president of the San Diego Humane Society and SPCA. He even hosts his own weekly public radio show called The Animal House. I just got a question to ask you, Dr. Gary. Where have you found time to write this very detailed book on all things feline? Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, Arden. You know, there's 24 hours in a day. I think <laughs> sleep, and sleep is highly overrated. <laughs> so you're the anti-feline. You don't nap all the time, right? Oh, no kidding, boy. Do they have a down or what? I mean, seriously, <laughs> a ray of sun, a windowsill, everybody's happy. That's it would right. be nice. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like about this book? And, and folks, he did write a book earlier called How to Speak Dog, A Guide to Decoding Dog Languages. This is not just flipping the name dog and cat in the book. It's totally catering to cats. But what I like is there's lots of cool photos. You seem to be helping people of all ages, even kids, which I think is important. And it's all about the 21st century cat. you got like YouTube video links and, you know, there's some little snarky cat comments. I mean, tell me a little bit about what this book means to people who are doggone lucky to have a cat or two in their life. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when we started the series, uh, How to Speak Dog, a few years ago, and then what came out of it, How to Speak Cat, it was targeting kids. And what we found was that it wasn't really, it was definitely, it was great for kids, but adults were interested in it. And you know, Arden, you know my shelter, yeah. and we've got quite a few people here, uh, upwards of 300, who are, you know, long shelter, animal welfare people. And I went to them, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this passage in the dog book? And what do you think about this? in the cat book. Uh-huh. And they were learning things too. And I was learning things from writing this book. So it actually had a much broader base. So we started for kids, but really it's for all ages. And I'll tell you, if anybody ever gets asked by National Geographic to write a book, <laughs> <Yeah>. say yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> because those people know how to put a book together. And that's what you were just talking about. I mean, the graphics and the photos, it's all National Geographic stuff, but they just make it so easy. It's ridiculous. Now, I'm really pleased by the cover because we do have a connection. Folks, I have to admit, I dig this guy. He's great. He's like a brother from a different womb. And on your cover, you have a nice orange tabby with white paws and a little white bib. And on August 8th of last year, I adopted Casey, an orange tabby from the San Diego Humane Society. And I just want to bring you up to speed, Dr. Gary. Casey now celebrated his first birthday on April Fool's Day. He's one year old, and he is 11 pounds, long and lean. He helps me teach pet first aid and pet behavior classes. He digs dogs. He walks on a harness, comes when he's called, sits and actually touches paws with no claws. I think I got a winner from the San Diego Humane Society. Yeah, you really did. Yeah, that's great. That's so good. And we all know, of course, who Casey is named after. Yeah, Casey, we're going to do a shout out. Casey is named after Casey Dean. And he is quite an asset to the San Diego Humane Society. He's a good friend of ours. So give a little 411 on Casey Dean. Yeah, no, Casey's great. He was the uh, editor and publisher, all one, of Mm -hmm. San Diego Pets Magazine. And he came into the Humane Society last year. I think Probably at um, your Casey's one-year anniversary is actually yeah. our Casey's one-year anniversary. Oh, now that's ironic. <laughs> I know. It's, so, it's amazing. <laughs> Seriously. So he's publishing the San Diego Pets Magazine with us, and he's just fantastic. But obviously, um, you have the feline version. I don't know if uh, your Casey can write and take photographs, but um, no. if you can, we would take him in here. 
Well, he gets into trouble, but it was hilarious because Casey and his wife, Linda, I have never named a pet after a living being. And there was just something about Casey, the cat, the kitten. He was one of your mobile adoptions in Oceanside, California at one of the at the Petco store. And I called Casey and his wife. They have an orange tabby named Noodles. And I said, you are such a great guy. I know this is odd, but is it okay if I name my cat after you? Please ask your wife, too. And it was hilarious, but uh, I have never had an orange tabby before. And, you know, there are some common characteristics of orange tabbies that aren't in every orange tabby, but... What do you think about the orange tabby? I mean, this dude, I call him my orange crush. Yeah, you should. I mean, you sound like you got a perfect cat there. I actually think, and we all know that those of us who know cats, cat colors can affect the personality. Now, no one has proven this, but right. listen, we all know. We know what the torty personality is like. We know yeah. what um, you know Siamese are like, but of course, that's more than just a color. But mm-hmm. I think orange tabbies are among the friendliest most gregarious cats out there, especially oh, yeah. male orange tabbies. And most of them, ironically, are male. Yeah, I was wondering why that is. I wonder yeah, why it, that is. Well, there's nothing that's out there in the literature saying that that's been proven as a link. But we do see more male orange tabbies than female. Yeah, this cat will let you go belly up. And I actually had a pet sitter friend, Rob Nager, come to visit. And I was doing everything you're supposed to do, doing a lot of socialization and getting him mingling with cats, dogs, and people. And he just flipped this cat up in his arm and did a raspberry blow to his belly. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And you know what? Casey did. He purrs like a diesel. I mean, I moved to Dallas. I call him Big D, and it isn't for Dallas. It's diesel. I don't know what you've yeah. done to this cat, but he's got an engine that purrs I, I all think the time. It, I think this happened when he got adopted. I don't think it was <laughs> before that. That's really interesting, and we actually talk about, you know, one of the things, of course, is cats are not dogs. We all know that. Right. They're not small dogs, so their behavior is right. so different. But one of the things you don't do once a cat is a cat is <laughs> right. touch the belly. That's you know, right. unless you have, um, you know, stock in CVS or Rite Aid because you're going to need bandage <laughs> material. But, yeah, they don't love that. It's so funny that your cat actually will let somebody blow a raspberry on their belly. A stranger. A stranger. And I think and I teach pet first aid and he's letting people wrap him in a towel, brush his teeth, and we're checking his pulse. But he's very food oriented. And so yeah. he works for food. Now, you know, you have in your book how to speak cat. You know, there are some cats that do that stereotype of finicky eaters, and then there's chow hounds, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. So, I and mean, it sounds like your guy's a chow hound, huh? Yeah, but I'm keeping him from being that. a hairy ottoman. He's long oh, yeah, and lean. Yeah. He's taller than my 12 pound dog, Cleo, now. He stands above my wow. dog. And Cleo's like, what? And he's still got room to grow. I'm looking at his skin, his coat. Now, he's just turned one. But tell folks, some cats keep growing after birthday well, one, do. right? And unfortunately, what we're seeing nationally is some cats keep growing sideways, too. <laughs> so no, we don't we've got, um, Yeah, we don't want that at all. But, you know, we've got actually, and many shelters do, Hills Science Diet is sponsoring a fat cat program. Oh, and really? a lot of shelters, they're actually, um, they're backing rooms that we actually can house large cats, you know, the ones we're talking about. Right. And they go on a special metabolic diet that Hills has just put out, and we track their weight loss, and they do lose weight, and they seem Good. to thrive on it. So we actually, that's just something that we're worried about, about even with cats and dogs everywhere right now. Well, you've, you've now been at the uh, San Diego Humane Society. Do I have to say and SPCA every reference? No, or? no, okay. you don't have to. <laughs> no, right. by all that's means. A lot, that's 
a mouthful. Um, but you've been there, what, three years now? Four? Yeah, coming up to three years. It seems yeah. like I've been here my whole life, and it's been great. But, um, you know, it is nice to have a lot of things to work on, and that's why, you know, writing the books and doing other things is so helpful. It just it keeps you involved, and you get to meet neat people and hear about other things that are happening and try to tie in, you know, animal issues all over the country. Animals don't know what zip code they're in. And I think we as a nation have to look at the entire country until everybody is safe. Nobody really is. No. Now, if folks go to sdhumane.org after the show, they're going to learn a lot about what's happening at the San Diego Humane Society. A couple things I want to ask you about. First of all, it's pretty cool. You got a four-star charity ranking. Explain that. Oh, yeah. Charity Navigator does rate charities, and Four Star is the highest they can give. And, you know, we're happy to maintain that, and we want to make sure that, like any good nonprofit, that people understand that we're hopefully well-run and we're conscientious and responsible with donations and have a, a good ratio of how much actually goes to our programs, which is well over 20%. I'm sorry, well over 80%. <laughs> 20 would not be good. <laughs> 20 would not be good. But that's what gets you a four-star rating. Yeah, <laughs> we have to watch that. But I no, saw it's you good. in Tahiti. I don't know. Was that where the other went? I'm just teasing. I know. <laughs> I know. And the other thing is, you know, when you took over for a long time, cats were uh, in the same area of your shelter in Oceanside uh, oh, as right. the dogs. Talk about the decision to have a separate place and how important that's been for cats and rabbits and yeah, other small for mammals. everybody. And for dogs, yeah. too. Yeah. Well, you know, because um, you lived in Oceanside, and so when we merged with North County Humane Society in 2010, there was a relatively small shelter, kind of um, old style, but very okay, and the cats and dogs were we're pretty much living together and not in the same necessarily room, but very close proximity. So the stress for those cats of all those dogs barking and carrying on as dogs can do was really making those cats sick. And we know now that dogs and cats in shelters, biggest enemy is stress. So yep. we really want to make sure that we decrease their stress level. So we, uh, within six months, went and got another facility across the street. Actually, you know, it's way yeah. across the street. It's about a mile across the street. And then opened up a cat facility so that we could move the cats out of there to a more quiet environment. And it's very, it's almost spiritual where the cats are now. It's very quiet, nice music. We just put better, you know, air control in there. And it's much better for the animals. We, of yeah. course, want to, make, want to have no animals in the shelter. We want them to all stay home. But if right. you have to, we want to keep their stress down. Well, I've been there, and I swear they're singing, meowing, Kumbaya, my cat, Kumbaya. <laughs> oh, it takes a while to teach them that, yes. <laughs> it takes a while. Yeah. yeah. But now you're in a, one of my favorite cities with one of my favorite shelters and a great friend of mine, um, James Bias, who runs the Texas SPCA in Dallas. And that's an absolutely wonderful facility, too. And I don't know, Arden, you haven't been here th- there that long, but you have to go visit it. And he's just fantastic, and the shelter's fantastic. Well, we need an introduction because I know some of the folks at the SPCA of Texas, and I've taught some pet first aid classes there when I was going back and forth when I was living in San Diego. Oh, okay. But I would love to because I agree with you. I think it's well run. It's a great, great shelter. And in fact, I'm redoing my will and uh, I have millions, you know, I have millions, you know me. Of course, Um, of course. But a percentage of 
don't kill me off, but a percentage will be going to San Diego and SPCA of Texas. Oh, well, that's oh, well, that'll buy a yes. bowl of kibble, maybe yours and okay, San, okay. San Diego but it'll be good kibble. And, yeah, so don't kill me off yet. I plan to last. Okay, we won't. A we won't. We want you to stay a long for a long, 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 long time. But your shelter and theirs, I just I give it seven million paws up. You know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, they're they're wonderful, and of course, I'm biased about my own, but uh, just because I'm surrounded by people that are way more talented than I am, and that's always helpful. <laughs> All right, so you're going to introduce the good James to I would me. love to. I'd love to. All right, to. that's yeah. cool. All right, that sounds great. But uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, everybody, and remember, I want you to know that we're giving away a book written by Dr. Gary Weitzman, How to Speak Cat, A Guide to Decoding Cat Language. It's real easy, folks. Just go to Arden at Four-Legged Life and put Speak Cat, and we're going to pluck out a lucky winner, and he's going to personalize the autograph for you and your feline friend. And we're going to learn more about how to speak cat after we take this quick commercial break. So everybody, sit, meow, groom, go get a little bit of kibble. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free, and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. This is Jackson Galaxy from Animal Planet's My Cat from Hell. And I'm here with Arden Moore on the wonderful Behave show on Pet Life Radio. Don't miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have Dr. Gary Weitzman on the air. He's very comfortable behind the mic. He's also making a difference, not only in San Diego, but nationally, to help improve the lives of cats, dogs, and other critters. And, you know, you wrote this book, How to Speak Cat. I was hoping we could have a little fun with it. You know, your book has, it talks about, you know, the history of cats. I love also the section you have that explains some of the differences between cats and dogs. And as you started saying, my favorite comparison, cats are skilled hunters, dogs are bacon beggars. I mean, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the difference between cats and dogs. There, you know, sometimes we say a cat is so cool they're almost dog-like, but I think in the feline circles, that's probably really, really kind of an insult, right? It's an insult. I think it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know the old adage where um, we're friends to dogs, but we're staff to cats. Yeah. So there's yeah, lots of different personality types. But no, cats are hunters, and we all know that. All of us that have cats, and that's that's their play. That's their Disney World to hunt. And a lot of their behaviors and a lot of their misbehaviors are based on either not being able to exercise that natural inclination or, you know, being able to do it too much. So it's interesting. I have found, and you probably too, Arden, most cat owners really do understand their cats. And I think more than most dog owners understand their dogs. 
How do you because mean? Because when you have a cat, you really know what that cat's doing. I mean, right. you know that that cat's getting you up at 4 a.m. because <laughs> she wants breakfast, or you really do know what your cat's behavior means to a lot. Uh, to a great extent. And so in the book, we try to outline some of that in case any of it's a mystery. But I found that more cat people really are more fluent in cat behavior than dog people are with dogs. And I love them both. Right. But um, maybe dogs are just more, you know, they're food motivated, but, you know, why they chew up the wall, you know, why they don't right. want you to leave, all of that. For cats, it's, you know, you kind of know when your cat's waking you up in the morning. The things that you don't know are that a lot of misbehaviors really are due to stress. So that's where we try to address in the book to try to figure out what is causing the stress. That, so give me a real. couple examples. Give me a couple examples so to help our listeners. Okay. One of them we talk about in the book is, and this is a shocker for a lot of people, you think your cat is thrilled to watch a bird outside on a branch when you have an indoor cat, which, of course, we always promote having an indoor cat because of mm-hmm. cars and coyotes. Right. Um, also, good to know where your pets are. But um, your cat watching that bird, what you may not know is that she might be very, very stressed by watching a bird every single day, but never oh. never being able to hunt. Uh-huh. And so that can lead to other behaviors. And I, you know, as a vet, have had so many people bring in cats because they're urinating outside the litter box, thinking mm-hmm. there's a physical reason for it. Now, you and I both know there probably isn't. Occasionally, yes, but a lot of time it's because of stress and anxiety. And that's really why cats, quote unquote, misbehave. It's mm-hmm. all because of stress. Or how about this one? You well, wait a minute. On that one, so what would be a good remedy you could offer our listeners? Because, you know, a lot of people think it's cool to have a bird feeder outside a thing, but we got to do something indoor to get that hunter, right? You do. You do. Okay. Yeah. What you need to do is actually reward that cat in some way. So there has, okay. to, be, there has to be a culmination to the hunt for your cat. So if your okay. cat's watching that bird all day and he flies off, go get the feather stick and then oh, let that cat grab the end of the feather and then give him a treat. You know, something. Uh-huh. So there has to be some reward. Make it a game. And mm-hmm. if you make it a game, your cat is getting so much enrichment just in that 10 minutes that it takes you to do that, that you could actually alleviate a lot of behavior problems. So that's, um, that's a simple solution. The okay. sadder solution is when you have a cat that you really can't placate because she really wants to go outside. And in mm-hmm. that case, sometimes you have to just close the blinds. But I hate that one. Yeah, because me we too. want yeah yeah we want them to have a full rich life and we want them to be able to to enjoy it. So I always think get lots of cat games that you are the one that is responsible for playing with your cat and getting the enrichment done. You have in the back actually some fun and games. You even have a little bit of some ideas that you can do with just simple things like the traditional let the cat in the bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the funniest thing. That's what cracks me up about them. You know, you mm-hmm. go to the store and you buy $80 worth of cat toys. So we learned that a long time ago in building shelters. We built these beautiful Corian glass block shelters, you know, enclosures right. for cats. But it really wasn't was a cardboard box. <laughs> so you put the cardboard box in their condo, quote unquote condo, in a shelter. Right. So they play in that box it's the, or a paper bag. And, you know, a lot of cats actually even like plastic bags. You've got to be a little more careful. They're not going right. to suffocate, but right. you, they like to eat them. So those are some of the things that we try to clear up in the book. But cats are really, they're really something else. I love them. I jokingly say the acronym for cats are cats put the C in candid, the A in yeah. attitude, the T in tenacious, and the S in so what? Yeah, exactly. I love that one. And I think <laughs> That's when, you, when you do that, but in your book, you're really going from body part to body part and then putting it all together because I think maybe with this notion that cats, they're not pretending to do something. They really are pretty much 
candid, don't you yeah. agree? Yeah, what you see is what they want you to see. I mean, mm-hmm. it's honesty. It's true honesty. There's nothing's cloaked about it. Yeah, we do. We try to say, what does it look like? What does this mean? And we actually always have in mind children as we were trying mm-hmm. to develop their animal-loving instincts. <laughs> right. You know, what does a swishing tail mean in a cat? It's very, very different than what it means in a dog, of course. Right. You know, so that's, those are important. Or the ear positions. You know, we go through some of that, which a lot of us know intuitively, but sometimes you can get it wrong. And we did the same thing with the How to Speak Dog book, because that right. one is really important, because well, kids yeah. should not approach dogs that they don't know, and mm-hmm. want to make sure that people know that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been fooled. I've gone to pet a dog that, you know, you've got to really read body language, mm-hmm. and that's what we tried to outline in that book. But same deal with cats. Right. They're complex, but understandable. And I think that real men love cats, and I, I know you do, but have you ever found this is just an informal observation, that the guys, the more macho the guy, the more macho the cat name. Have you found that? Uh, no, no, that's my, interesting. <laughs> my brother yeah, was in the Navy. Yeah, probably so, though. Yeah. yeah, my brother was in the Navy 20 years. He was a CB. What's he name his cat? Logger, after a beer. Oh, logger. Okay, nice. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't know if you've noticed that, you know, I haven't met a guy yet that names his cat Fluffy. I was just going to say the exact same thing. That's so funny. No, you're right. I'm going to have to look up for that now. Yeah. <laughs> it could be in a whole new you know, veterinary study. I'm sure they'll get millions of dollars to fund oh, it. Oh, yeah, I'll help easily you. funded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so what's coming up uh, next for you, and how do, how do people listen to your radio show? Well, the radio show has actually become part of CBS now. So I, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Congratulations. No, no, it's, no thank you. It's, um, it was a public uh, radio show, not NPR, but a public radio okay. station uh-huh. out in Washington, D.C. that actually produced it. But after six years, we don't do that anymore, but CBS Radio has picked it up, and it's called Talking Animals. And okay. you can get it as a podcast or, um, yeah, mostly as a podcast, I think, or online. But and, it's been and- fun. Is it weekly still? It's um, well, you know the way the podcasts work. It's, yeah. it's all the time. Yeah. Okay. So we record about, I think, three of them a week. So mm-hmm. they're on for about twenty four, forty eight hours, and then archived. But um, they're pretty interesting. And my co-host is the same guy I did uh, the Animal House with, Sam Litzinger, who's a nice. CBS Radio Pro and been on for decades. And he's absolutely fantastic. And by the way, an yes. astonishing cat lover. Absolutely Fair astonishing. Enough. Real yeah. men love cats. There's See? your next book. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I'll have you co-write with me. All right, I'll do it. I'm writing a book with a, a guy named Dr. Dale Anderson, who is like an act-happy physician who knows how to use humor and method acting. He's a former Mayo Clinic surgeon. So my next book is about how to bring up your good hormones and get rid of your stress hormones. So after I finish that, I'll be ready for you. I'm laughing so much with this doctor. He's amazing. And we're going to have a whole section on animals and plants and how they can be good for your health. Because as you know, whether you have a cat, dog, or rabbit, don't you think our lives are better, especially when you adopt from a shelter like yours? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or adopt from any shelter or rescue. Yeah. I mean, I think the animals add so much to our lives that really they make life worth living. So what? Uh, anything coming up this summer at the San Diego Humane Society that we need to alert our listeners? We have listeners all over the globe, even Singapore. 
Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, you know, the biggest thing right now is that we're just trying to, in, in our area and hopefully across the country, get to zero euthanasia of treatable animals. And what that means is all of those animals who may have some medical or behavior issues that may be lost in the shelter, we right. want to have zero euthanasia of those animals. So we basically, what it means is every animal gets a home that, that, can, be, that can be adopted. And we're about to do that by July 1st of this year here in San Diego. And wow. that's, that's the goal, though. But for me, really, like I said at the beginning, animals don't care what zip code you're in until every animal is safe. You know, we're not done. So that's really support your shelter, support your rescue, and we'll try to support people in keeping their animals in their homes. It sounds like a great game plan. We're speaking with Dr. Gary Weitzman. He is the president of the San Diego Humane Society. He is also a radio show host, as he mentioned. And you got to get your paws on his latest book. It's from National Geographic. It's called How to Speak Cat, A Guide to Decoding Cat Language. And again, this isn't Oprah talking. I'm not giving away a car, folks. But I will be giving away an autographed copy of this book signed by the great Dr. Gary Weitzman. Email me, Arden at Four-Legged Life, and put in the subject header, Speak Cat, and we'll pluck a lucky winner. It's a great book, guys. It's got wonderful photos. It's got some snarky comments from cats. Uh, There's quizzes. There's YouTube video links. This is not a boring book. This is really, I mean, Casey, my cat, was just finished reading it. He was pawing through every page, Dr. Gary. Yes, good. He's a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I also want to give a shout out to my producer, Mark Winner. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the network that has dozens of shows for the pet lover and you. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.